go. Welcome to the Bread and Wine Podcast. This is episode number seven. I'm going to have to read this. I'm going to make sure I get it right. All right, there we go. Full-time missions, there and back again. A story, oh, a journey. I changed it to a a journey. journey. A journey from vice president to full-time ministry to business owner. Back to business owner. Yeah. So for those of you who have been listening to our podcast, who are watching us live and while we're streaming, you see that this guy right here doesn't look like Seth, who's been on it for no. the last six weeks. Although I, I'm trying to look a little younger. Hey, you're getting there. <laughs> um, Seth, well, we already, we're going to have a bunch of people on this podcast. It's not just going to be me and Seth, number one. Number two, Seth had spent several weeks preparing for an alumni football game. He used to play football <laughs> in high school. He was so excited about it. Could not wait. I mean, the guy was in my yard. Running drills, man. Running drills. He came to my house to do something, and then I'm on the phone with him. He's there by himself. He's got cones set up in my yard. His neighbor, Our neighbors probably think, what is going on? He's doing all these drills and all this kind of stuff. And he gets into the alumni football game last Saturday, five plays in, yeah. blows out his knee. So, uh Yep. Yeah, that's unfortunate. And he has to have a little surgery today. So if you guys are praying, be yep. sure to pray for him. He's we will have do that today at noon. So. Yeah, we need to we need to pray for him. So anyway, yes, let Seth be in your prayers. Let's get this thing kicked. Let's do it. So Justin is part of the bread community here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, a little bit beyond Murfreesboro, Tennessee, a little, um, a little bit outside Rutherford County. Maybe we could say that. And he has a really really cool story. He's been a great friend of mine since. Um, Mostly like probably my college age. We did know each other mm-hmm. back in high school, but he was a little older and all that kind of stuff. But mostly since I was probably like 17, 18 years old, he has a really cool story that I think is going to fit right with what we've been sharing this whole time. Um, even last week, whenever we talked about the ups and downs and rewards of living a missional lifestyle, we're going to get to hear Justin's story about, you know, trying to live in a missional lifestyle in the business world, live in a missional lifestyle as a full-time ministry and all those kind of things. So, Let's just rock and roll. Jay, why don't you just kind of open up and tell us about your journey, at least a little bit about being a VP and then your journey into missional lifestyle. And while we're doing that, I want us to keep in mind, I think the reason, one of the reasons we wanted to share this story, not just because it's a cool story, but we have a lot of people who come into our community and honestly, a lot of younger people that are in college and they're trying to figure out what to do with their lives and they all just kind of go, Oh, well, I should do full-time ministry. Yeah. And I think that this whole conversation is going to help us maybe reshape and rethink, well, should I do that? Is that what God's calling me to? Is that what's best? So I kind of wanted to tee it up with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll uh, kind of round that out by saying that a lot of young folks, when they're trying to figure it out, some of it comes down to the idea of the lifestyle and thinking even that, that in the lifestyle that, Hey, it'd, it'd be kind of cool. I can fundraise and people yeah. will like, give me some money to help do these things that I love doing in the kingdom. And it, and it looks really nice, but it's actually extremely difficult, as we learned from last <laughs> week's podcast, right? Like, there's so much challenge with it. Yes. So my story kind of begins is that uh, for 20 years, I was a true churchy. I mean, I from 14 years old, I started playing on the worship team, uh, leading worship for the youth, started... Uh, being a youth leader at 20 years old and some great trips, John and I have some memories from those days. Um, and then uh, becoming a worship leader full time at a church, serving in an associate pastor capacity, yeah. 
shut down one church, started another church, and shut down another one. I got a terrible. Justin's record. really good at shutting churches down. That's right. If you want to shut your church down, you yeah, let me know, you and I can it. walk you through the process. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, back in 2014, you know, during that entire time, we, I, I never got paid. I, yeah. I, I, we were just doing church because this is what you did, and and I was sold out to doing church. Um, and in 2014, I just really began to have what I called a spiritual excavation. God began to that. dig up in my life. Like, why do you believe the things that you believe? And I thought a lot of it was just because of what I had been told. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew the scriptures, I read them, I prayed, but I never really tried to own it for myself. And so God just really began to dig that stuff up. And uh, through a lot of repentance, I just developed a whole fresh hunger for the kingdom of God that I hadn't had in my life. Yeah. And what began to happen in 2015 is that we were we had a church we had started. We were meeting in a school, and we would show up three hours early, and we'd set up the sound system, and we'd practice, and we'd make sure the lights were right, and then we would preach to a small crowd, all of us talking about how one exactly day— exactly what that feels like. <laughs> one day we're going to have a big revival, and we're going to blow up the doors, and this, this place is going to be huge. And, and it was always about revival in our church. And I just realized, started realizing about what it looked like to have missional community and going and taking Jesus to where the lost were. And I mm-hmm. realized at that same time, yeah. being directed into the field, like taking Jesus places, had such a, uh, a greater impact yeah. than just doing the things we were doing at church and bringing people in to the church. And, uh, and so the Lord just began to have this uh, shift in my heart toward being a missionary. I think that that's one thing. Both Justin and I are, were part of charismatic churches and I think that that's one thing that is is honorable. This desire for revival, like that they want to see God actually do something, you know, instead yeah. of just kind of doing church. But I think that so many get caught in this rut of God one day is going to do what He's done in the maybe past with some other few churches, where hey, lost people, God moved in such a powerful way, lost people are coming in from the streets and doing those things, and we're we're stuck on this like, hey, if we pray hard enough, we do this long enough, all this kind of stuff. When God may be saying like, hey go like I can, <laughs> he doesn't do the same thing and uh, over and over and oftentimes more times than not and in scripture it's them going like go go stop get out of the building and and go yeah well what what, what finally sparked me was as i was beginning to struggle with a lot of this my friend sean steckbeck you guys may know him he's part of the red community he wrecked me too he, he <laughs> ruined this post one time on facebook while he was serving in israel and said um he said um after looking at the life of Jesus, I realized how critical storytelling is to the presentation of the gospel. Because yeah. Jesus spoke in parables and he spoke in stories. And I remember thinking at that moment, I had just been told, and my family has always been big storytellers. And it's I thought, perfect for Dude, you. <laughs> this is a great, this is this like a life calling. And by the way, it actually is. So yeah. <laughs> it's a, a command from Jesus, it's our life calling. So it kind of got me going, what does this look like? And I remember reaching out to Sean, and, and uh, we were friends for a long time, and just started talking to him. And Sean started coaching me a little bit from Israel, and it led to me um, starting to work with him and, and teams in Israel, Myanmar, Thailand, places around the world, and 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 really developing within me a heart to see um, a multiplication movement take place among unbelievers and the yeah. unreached people in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, in the area where I lived. We are seeing this in like yeah. just massive quantities in other countries. So why can't we see it here? And my heart shifted. Yeah. So I had um, a. I'll just say it real quick. I had a very similar experience doing church, setting up, tearing down. I, I think I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast. 
Then I heard my buddy Sean, and the same thing. Unbelievers are leading unbelievers to the Lord because of the power of the Holy Spirit Come in the on. scriptures. Yes. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, we have to do a song and a dance and have perfect singing and all this stuff. And it's so raw and so real. And people are coming into the, know the Lord, and they're not just going to church. They're becoming people who are going out and reaching lost That's people. Right. And and that that got me so hungry and just so like, oh, is this is this all there is? Yeah, yeah. So. So I had been serving. So I, all the time that I served and did all this work in the church for these twenty years, um, you know, fifteen as an adult, um, I was married. Um, I worked a full time job. Never got paid by the church at all. I mean, it was yeah. all voluntary. You know, right? Freely you received, freely give. And so I was all about. I'm doing this for Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so we had a busy lifestyle. The church was open. We were there, and all along I was also serving in the healthcare tech sector. Um, had worked my way up to vice president of IT operations and um, or IT and security and um, was just taking care of all of the, the IT stuff and had been doing that for a good while. Um, I yeah. had a great, great career, great job. And, yeah, I think uh, the, the air kicked on or something. <laughs> oh, well, hope you guys can't hear it. All hey, of a sudden, so on I the hear podcast, roaring. So I'll, I'll do some noise uh, background reduction. Uh, so hopefully you won't hear it too much, but continue. Yeah, so... Um, in or you have to get just get over it. <laughs> yeah. So a couple of big things happened. I, my company actually sent me on a, a trip to India for for the tech side of stuff in 2015, and I knew in prayer that the Lord was preparing me for the nations. Um, mm. It opened my heart up to stuff I hadn't seen. Yeah. Um, later in 2015, I went on a trip to Myanmar um, with Sean, and um, man, I was just wrecked for it. Yeah. I was just wrecked for seeing Jesus move. I was ready to come back, sell everything, and go. I remember that. And, um, and I remember praying through it, thinking, Lord, how, would, how do I do this? How do I transition um, through this process? And my, um, as I came back in October of that year, my uh, COO came in and talked to me and said, hey, man, I know you really enjoy what you're doing, and you're doing all this stuff with your nonprofit and, and this mission stuff, and you were kind of you know, instrumental in helping us get the company to this level. We don't really want to lose you. Is there a way I can offer you an opportunity to maybe stay on as a contractor and go pursue this. And so it just kind of opened the door for, yeah. through my praying that in uh, at the end of 2015, January 1, 2016, I had officially resigned as VP, and my family and I stepped into the world of being full-time missionaries and raising funds to support and ourselves. If I can just say, like, that's like the sexy thing, like, that you read about in the books. Oh, like, yeah, man. Six-figure salary, leaves it all for Jesus, and yeah. goes full-time into the mission field. Like, yeah, way to go, buddy. You're you're amazing, which that is amazing. Sure, yeah. But I love, you know, the title of this. By the way, if you didn't know the title of this is there and back again, it's from The Hobbit. It's the, you know. Yeah, that was that's our why spin-off. That was Justin's idea. It was really clever because <laughs> uh, uh, the book is the hobbit just there and back again or whatever but anyways go ahead yeah Sorry to... so yeah so um so we entered into that world and you know as john was saying the the stories of these great things or men of faith or the stuff we read about in the bible man they're super inspirational stories yeah. to heal to, to actually hear um they're oftentimes not fun to live um the people nope. that are living through them right <laughs> so it's we get inspired when paul talks about all the lashings and the beatings and the things that he endured but it was definitely not fun to live yeah so, um, so we went into full-time missions, and, and just in the interest of brevity, um, I started trying to plant house churches here in the U.S., um, started traveling abroad and doing things abroad, and just really struggling to see things happen here. Um, it was in 2017 that my friend John here and I launched what is now The Bread uh, as a nonprofit for the purpose of, of seeing these missional communities start up and, and, uh, in this area, yeah. and, um, and did that through that process. But something that really kind of, as I went through that and 
really struggle to see lasting results here in the U.S. and mm-hmm. really struggle with that going, hey, how do we, how do we, see, what is the difference? Like this happens overseas, it just takes off. And we just have been struggling through that and trying to figure that out. And we could get into the, the questions of that. But, but, but when we talk about there and back again and that journey without, without giving you the whole Bilbo Baggins story of <laughs> all the things that he did and all the things that I went through, because there's, we could be here all day. Yeah. In that process, there were two things that really brought me back to business besides the Lord saying it's time to go back to work. Um, in, at the end of 2017 and into 2018, I was really struggling because a lot of the young people that I had been reaching that were now meeting in house churches and starting to baptize people in their bathtubs and things were happening, yeah. a lot of them were trying to figure out what to do with their lives. and they Because they wanted to live for Jesus. They did, yeah. Yeah, and you're like, and you're, go ahead. Yeah, they did. I they, know what you're going to say. They're, they're <laughs> like, uh, man, I, I, I love the life that you're doing. I want to serve Jesus with my life. Yeah. And the, the obvious answer was, I need to go raise funds and be a missionary. Because that's but, what you were doing. Because that's what I was doing. And, and so the problem with that is, is that my heart always was why, how everyday people can make disciples every day. Like everyday Joes are who we need. Everybody that, the kingdom of God was not meant. Jesus didn't say, hey, pastors, go make disciples and baptize them. Get your congregation to bring you people yep. to baptize. Yep. What was happening was um, Jesus told all of us to go make disciples. And so yep. I'm sitting here going like, well, how, you know, how do I get these young people to recognize that they can work and they can do this. And yep. I realized that Jesus' life was modeled. I mean, what Jesus did was modeling things for people and how they did it. So I, I started struggling with that. The second thing that happened was everybody I knew that was in the world of missions and doing fundraising, they were broke. Yeah. Like I was shocked at churches that could raise millions of dollars and have these nice facilities and all this stuff. And, and they're like budgeting small amounts for their mission staff. And, and the world of missions was just starving. And then compound that with us as American missionaries. Like we don't have that, you know, I use the word again, like that sexy, I'm going to Africa or Asia or, you know, all these things like we're, we're basically saying, Hey, the church in Murfreesboro and Rutherford County needs men and women who will be dedicated to reaching lost people and making disciples Mm -hmm. because I, I, I know personally as a, you know, being in traditional ministry for a long time and knowing a lot of other pastors, you don't got time. You, yeah. I mean, you're, you're so many people coming into your office, so many coffees that you're having, so many uh, meetings that you're having to schedule what the next event is that you really don't have that much time or no, or you don't make it, you know, they just don't, they don't, yeah. it's not a priority to go out and to reach. So we're going to folks and we're saying, Hey, you want to support an American missionary? Yeah. You know? Well, what that would look like was this. These are the two arguments you'd get. First, you'd tell people, I'm doing this full time. I'm going to go into missions. Mm-hmm. Right. And where are you working? And I tell them, well, I'm doing some stuff in Myanmar, Thailand, working yeah. overseas. And the first argument I get was, well, why are you doing that? There's so many people here in America that need help. There you go. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, well, we are helping people here in America. Yeah. And I'm going to be a missionary that's primarily here doing this stuff in America. And then I would get, well, why don't you just get a job and support yourself? Yeah. Right. So there's all these struggles. But my main heart was, I remember in January of 2018, crying out to the Lord and saying, my friends, people that I know, people that I've discipled, people that are doing ministry that are really trying to get this done. I mean, some of them are struggling with whether they're going to pay the light bill or put shoes in their kids' feet. Yeah. Right. It's, it was tough. And, and so I just began to cry out to the Lord because our giving that we went from a VP salary to mm-hmm. fundraising. And I had to support that with side work as much as I could because yeah. I had four teenagers and they just, it's like vacuums that suck the food I think out we have fridge. like that similar experience of going from that good salary. Like as soon as I became a missionary, 
like losing like a hundred thousand dollars. It was crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah. And then health benefits are out the window and it's, it's like all these things you got. It's, your stability. it's so, so cool reading about it in the story. But when you're living, as you said, it's like reality hits. You're like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is I mean, it was day by day. We started to learn how to trust God for today. Cause this is the day that the Lord has made mm -hmm. rejoice in it. Tomorrow has enough worry. That's so good. when the, when the mortgage is you due tomorrow, <laughs> yeah, you learn a lot. Don't worry about tomorrow. It'll be here tomorrow. It'll be today. Then God can glorify it. Yep. There it is. <laughs> so we had all these things that God taught us, but in that process, um, I just began to cry out to the Lord about that. And we were, we were giving as a percentage, probably more than we ever had in our life. But as a total amount, it was very low by comparison yeah. to what I was making. And it just bothered me because I wanted to do so much more. And I just began to crowd the Lord. And I remember even asking the Lord to, to, to um, increase our giving for the year by 40% that year. And then in the next couple of years to take it from that amount to 500% more. Which was I remember you telling me that. Which was like twice what I was currently making. Yeah. Like I remember saying to God, I don't even know how that is possible, Lord, to be able to give that much because I don't even I make half of that now. Yeah. And I can't give everything I make away. But I just began to crowd the Lord to do that, increase our giving and he and, and so And even in America, Jay, like one of the challenges that I mean the cool thing about what we do and just raw or making disciples, it doesn't cost anything really or much money. Mm -hmm. But the little money that we did have had to go to our families because <laughs> yeah. we had, there was no extra you can't, to be so able to, to, you know, to really do anything. Right. And, and so you're feeding your family and you can't, you're trying to figure out like, I want to, I want to go uh, pay for a baptism night or have order, yeah, or, even, yeah, even you order meet, a meal. That's right. Someone comes to you and that's interested in the Lord and they need help. Like they're like, they're, yep. they need a hotel to stay in. And you were like, <sighs> Write it, trust God Dude, the best you can. We could do a follow-up to this. It's just like stories of faith and yeah. trusting God, and it would be super inspirational, and then you guys could try living it yourself and find out it's, it's <laughs> not fun. But but there are just stories we could go on for hours about. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, we spent that summer working with some Chinese students, my mm -hmm. family and I, on journey and trip, and um, we came back, and I was in a season of really, really intense prayer and seeking the Lord. And um, September the 13th, um, of 2018, I was in prayer that morning and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, it's time to go back to work. I'd been at this now for three years. And, um, and I thought, okay, I, my, my, my rule with the Lord is you open the doors and I walk through them. Yeah. And so, um, that's what I said. I said, father, you open the door and I'll walk through it. And I fully expected one of my previous executives to call me and be like, Hey, we're starting another company. Mm -hmm. We need an operator. Um, we're looking for someone like you. Would you be interested? Come on over. That's, yeah, that's what I figured was going to happen. And instead, I got a call, incidentally, from uh, some friends of mine that had just been hit by a hurricane, and they had trees all over their house, and their neighborhood was destroyed. And um, one of the things I kind of did as a side gig was I had gotten into stump grinding. To um, help pay the bills. If yeah, <laughs> got to pay the bills. And so... Um, I uh, uh, got a call and I said, hey, you know what? I'm going to uh, walk through this door that the Lord has opened. And so I took my stump grinder, a loader, and a helper, and I headed to North Carolina. And in that obedience, uh, within the first two weeks, we started making some pretty good money, more than I had ever made, even more than when I was a VP. And um, the Lord began to speak to me and say, I want you to start a business to fund your family and take care of the people that you, you've cried out to me for. Yeah. And, um, and so as I started the process of building the, the marketing plan in that business, God just began to pour out all kinds of business ideas and, and just stuff about like, all I can tell you is like supernatural download of wisdom from God on yeah. how to do business, how to do marketing. And so we came back, um, and 
really concerned with how we were going to how we were going to do that, um, and still keep up with the house churches and the mission and, mm-hmm. the, and the, what we were wanting to do. And um, and man, all I can tell you is the Lord really like rocked our world with what God can do when you are submitted to Him as a business yeah. partner, when you're working with Him in obedience and listening to Him. Um, he blessed us way more. He answered my prayer from January for us to be able to give way more yeah. um, and, and to start doing that. And still through that has allowed me to be very involved where, you know, since I've been on this call or this uh, podcast this morning, I've already had my phone ring four times. <laughs> and it's a good thing that I've got people that can uh, can take yeah. care of stuff. Yeah. yeah, Business is busy. Things are happening. But yet in the midst of that, I'm still able to be involved in what we're doing with the bread. I'm yeah. still able to to start my you know second real business that I've got going on and other things like that. Uh, started getting involved in doing crypto stuff. There's all sorts of things that I'm doing. And my heart is, what's, what's really different, and the reason I kind of correlate this to the Bilbo Baggins story of there and back again was the Hobbit sort of had this idea that this is my world. The Shire is my world. Mm-hmm. There is nothing else out there. And he goes on this journey, and in this journey he finds out about all these adventures and all these things, and he comes back to tell this story. But But Bilbo always lived with the idea that there was always something now out there that was better, that was bigger, that was going on. Yeah. And in this case, what happened to me was I was in the church world, and everything was about church. Going into missions helped me realize that Jesus' heart is for the nations. It's yeah. for the unreached. It's for the lost. And it looked like me sitting down in biker bars and sitting down in hookah bars and, and going to different places where people were rough, but being a light. I mean, I actually yeah. got asked while I was in Thailand to get up and play guitar at this uh, literally was a biker slash prostitute bar, mm-hmm. right? And they wanted me to play music. Well, I didn't know a lot of the country songs that they knew, so they said, oh, we don't care, just play. So I started just leading worship, and people start crying and like having these experiences, yeah. and it ended up turning into a, a church gathering <laughs> that was meeting on the second floor of this bar after Crazy. I left. And so yeah. it's like those kind of stories. This is where Jesus' heart is. So seeing that and going out there and then coming back to the world of business, but now having a heart about this... Yeah vision for what God wants to do in the nations totally changed it. And so now it's brought me to a place where my heart is, um, I really struggled for a long time. I wanted to be like, God use me on the front lines and, and God taught me a lot about teams. So now my heart is God, where's my purpose in the team? And the Lord brought me to a place of support, not just financial support, but he's brought me this place of my, my job is to empower others to do their purposeful calling in the kingdom. Yep. Whether that is somebody who is constantly outreaching the lost, whether that is somebody who's doing administration within uh, within a nonprofit, or that's somebody that's reaching their neighbors or or their community, yeah. um, it looks different for different people, yep. right? We've got different giftings, but God's called me into doing that and supporting those efforts and trying to encourage people through that process. Yeah. And one of the big hearts that I have with that is I believe that the Lord wants Christians to be able to get into business and really... Um, take back the yeah. business and finance world for the kingdom of Great. God to the point that that we can fund this end-time harvest that God wants to bring that's in. Right. I mean, I think that that's one of the keys and one of the big eye-openers for me. Um, and I, I had some struggles being full-time mis- missionary whenever that's all I did, um, which I mostly am right now still, actually, getting back into you know some business world stuff. But some of the challenges were uh, like meeting lost people in an organic setting. Because you're kind of in your like, it's like, the same struggles that I think pastors have, you're kind of in your Christian bubble and you know, kind of what Justin's saying. Then get, when you start to get outside of that, but then whenever you begin to think through like, 
wow. But if I was in, you know, uh, whatever, I, I, we say business world, but it can be a factory worker. It could be anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, um, working at McDonald's or whatever. But whenever you start to view those as being missional and been actually working with the Lord, you start going, well, why would I leave this job whenever there's 30 unbelievers here yeah. to go be full-time missionary to go, I'm just being real, like go to bars and try to s- drum up conversations with people that you might only see once. Mm-hmm. Like I am in here with people on a day in day basis. They can see my life. They can see how I respond to things. And I'm saying this because I think there are, you know, there's definitely people and myself was included like, man, it's so cool. Let's go do full-time missions. And I'm almost like, hold up, pump the brakes. God gave me such a bigger vision than, Hey, let's have our church bubble. Let's run into the world and let's bring people back into our church bubble. Instead, it's like, okay, how can we change culture with in the tree business? Yeah. How can we change culture in, you know, wherever you're at and watch the kingdom of God go invade those cultures? Why would we run into our Christian bubble whenever we can do that? Well, and you know, another really big piece of this that I think is really important. We see this in scripture and it's true in my life. Jesus picked people and the Lord picked people in scriptures who had a very specific training from their careers. Mm-hmm. He picked fishermen when they when he wanted people to go out and reach the lost because they were used to going out and fishing and trying skills. to find these people and they had these yeah. skill sets. When he decided to have somebody to go to the Gentiles, he picked somebody that had been so well-versed in the scriptures that he could take the scriptures and help them understand what it looked like. That's what Paul was about. In my world... The time that I spent in church leadership, the time that I spent in business leadership mm-hmm. prepared me with the skill sets that I need now for what God has called me to in my purpose in the kingdom. Yeah. And so I really believe, even for young people, if you're out there today and you're going, man, I, I really feel called into ministry, man, that's great. And I think it's awesome. And, and you should serve the Lord with your life. But don't discount the idea that God may call you into five or 10 years of work where you're going to learn skill sets. You're going to learn what it means to be a part of a team. You're going to know what it learns to either submit to authority or Mm -hmm. to maybe lead a team or how to value other people in that environment. There are so many things that the Lord teaches you in that process um, that will prepare you for the kingdom. And it's a large part of that is why a lot of these folks that, that are on our team and work with us in the bread will tell you that I'm really big on honoring other people's giftings and mm-hmm. recognizing, dude, you got a call for this. This isn't my call. This yeah. is what you're good at. And it's those individual gifts that come together. But I learned that in the working world. Yeah. And so it was just prep, preparation, God training me and getting me ready. And so I just want to encourage the young people that don't be afraid if you're called to full-time missions. I knew I was. The Lord gave me a promise at 19 that one day he was going to ask me to give it all up and serve him. And, um, and so the... The time is going to come when the Lord says, yeah, do this, but maybe it's not right away. Yeah. I've actually kind of come to the position that if you're you know, 18, 19, 20 years old and you're feeling called to serve the Lord, man, pray through that. Pray yeah. through that. But I think that it's very few that God has launched into that from the beginning, that God will almost always yeah. take you into some season of training and preparation. And so you may not find yourself in a full-time missions capacity until you're in your 30s, Yeah, right, at that point, which is what happened with a lot of great people. They were in their 30s when God finally took them into missions, yeah. the ones that really changed the world. Uh, that, that's what happened oftentimes. So I just want to encourage you with that. Don't be afraid to get a job, go to work, to develop the skill sets that the Lord wants to use in your life to to bless his kingdom. And do mission at the workplace. Like that's the thing. If you're not doing, if you're not doing mission 
there, then you're you're going to struggle to do it in another place. I think I really yep. do, and and I think that that's a that's really big thing because I've seen so many young people like go to YWAM, come back on fire for the Lord. I'm going to raise funds, or I'm going to figure it out, and it just kind of doesn't work out because yep. hey, raising funds is very difficult. It's it's it is a job in and of itself. It really is not a fun one. It's not fun. Um, and so I, we've had so many people that have said try to raise funds and they were like, mm, never mind, I'm gonna go get a job. But like I've seen young people do that, go out there, come back, try to raise funds, it doesn't work, and then they d- get deflated mm-hmm. and then just kind of go. And not that they, they just lose the mission. They they, they kind of go that, into the world and then just they like, struggle okay, trying to figure out what to do with their life. Yeah, right. Like yeah. Well, now, what do I do? Like I don't have no skill sets. I haven't prepared for this. So I'm yeah. starting over where all my friends were 20 and I'm 30. Now what do I do? Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's uh it's critical and and um. So that's a, that's a just a big part of it. And, and, you know, John mentioned earlier, too, he was talking about, like, going out to the bars and reaching these people. And, and one aspect that you don't think about, we think about these one-time encounter power evangelism type things. Mm-hmm. But when we see success in that type of environment, it's yeah. because we've been there repetitively. Every time. We've seen the same people week after week after week and developing relationship with them. So it's not like a one-time, man, let's go to the bar and get somebody saved. It's, yeah. I'm going to go to the bar every Thursday, and, and I'm going to hang out there for three hours, and I'm just going to be a part of the crowd and get to know these people. Yeah. And if you're already doing that in your workplace, or you're already doing that with your kid's baseball team, or you're already doing that with your neighbors in your community, uh, or whatever it is that you're involved in, I mean, get involved in those groups and do mm-hmm. it on the regular. I just last night went out and did some axe throwing with a Murfreesboro dads group. Yeah. And I'm just like, I want to meet some of the Murfreesboro dads, build a relationship and see where Jesus takes us. That. <laughs> that was really good, man. I'm not, I'm not on my dad game this morning. <laughs> I can't really kick up with you right now. Uh-oh. So, uh, so that's what it means is, is if you're doing that in your career already yeah. and you've got relationships, man, start asking God to, to like help you have a mind shift to where you're thinking about, I'm on mission. Yes. I'm here now. I'm in this place. The relationships are built. And look for the Holy Spirit to open the doors of opportunity where it's at. Don't think that God's not going to use your career That's to right. prepare you for what He's calling you to. That's right. And I am 100% in the belief that God wants believers to be on the forefront of whatever it is, whether yeah. it's missions, creativity, and the arts, and all these things. Instead of us, as we've done, ran away from it, we should be out in the forefront leading, and people should be like, dude, and Justin gets this, how do you run a business? How have you become so successful so fast? Hey, how can you do this? And people ask him questions all the time. That's impacting the world for the kingdom. That's God's kingdom spreading, and and I think that there's just there's, God has so much more for that. Yep. But anyway. Awesome stuff. That's 30 minutes. Um, let's, uh, do you want to pray? Sure. Okay. All right, and don't forget to pray for... Um, Seth and his knee. What's up, Aaron? How you doing, man? Yeah, let's do it. So, Father, we just thank you so much for this morning. Um, I just pray this morning that the message that we've shared, that this heart for your kingdom, Lord, that it would not be this sec- sacred secular divide that we struggle with, yes, where either I'm either I'm in the full time workforce, or I'm running my own business, or or I'm a missionary. Uh, that Lord, that you call people to those things. There are people that you will have dedicated to doing that on a full time basis. Um, but there are people that you have also called to business for the purpose of reaching a sector that, that others may not be able to yep. reach. So, Father, I just pray this morning that you would give encouragement and inspiration to people to be able to recognize what you're calling them into, that they would uh, have encouragement to be able to work, to learn, to grow, 
and and Lord to realize that that being a missionary is the full time calling of every believer. Yeah, it's our calling as every believer to go and make disciples and baptize them and teach them to obey all that you've commanded. And so I just ask that you would just continue to remind them and show them how even in their workplace or if they're retired, even in their small community mm-hmm. or with their neighbors or whatever they're involved in, Lord, give them opportunities to get involved in groups and communities where they can in, impact people and infect the lost with your love. Yes. We pray for that right now. Let them you, see Lord. that inspiration and give them that insight. You, Lord. Lord, we just lift up Seth to you this morning mm-hmm. as he's getting ready to go into surgery. Um, we just ask you to, to be a uh, the great physician, yes, Lord, of, with every doctor that's in there, with every knife and needle that they're using, Father God, that you would uh, that you would guide their hands, that you would give them wisdom in what they're doing, and that, that Father, you would just help this to be a very quick uh, surgery, and that there would be a rapid recovery, that the physical therapy and the, the things that he's doing afterwards to get the recovery would go very quickly, mm-hmm. um, that he'd be able to, to be back up on his feet and walking in no time, and that his knee would be strengthened and he'd have no more issues from it. In Jesus' name, we thank you for complete yes, healing. Thank you, Lord. Rapid healing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, if you've been listening today and you go, I want I want some more of that, message us. Right? Yeah. You can send us a message on Facebook, write comments on YouTube, send an email to thebreadglobal at gmail.com. Um, we want to connect with you. We want to do whatever we can, as Justin's saying, to empower you. Also, if you're enjoying our podcast, we would love for you to share it with other folks so that other people can know more about it. Share it on Facebook, wherever. And uh, that's it. That yeah. is episode number seven. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll I'm trying to think of the title again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forget what the title was. But just also... Full-time missionary there and back again. Some kind of VP, something at the bottom. Yeah, and we, to just to kind of reiterate what John said, if you are interested in how God can use business for kingdom yeah, or um, you know any of that stuff, like I do a lot of stuff in business and business consulting and coaching at this point and do a lot of stuff in the crypto space, feel free to reach out to me. I like to make myself available. I love seeing people with a mindset and a, uh, for the kingdom yeah. get on and on fire for Jesus, be blessed financially so that they can go out and do more for the kingdom. So feel free to reach out. I'd love to talk with you and just encourage you and, and kind of go through some of that stuff. Let us know. There it is. Y'all that's episode number seven. We'll see you in a couple of weeks.